and welcome to the Football Natter and a little bit of an emergency episode because as everyone knows, the Super League proposals are out and the, quite frankly, I've never seen the whole football world be more united than they are against this proposal. So I'm joined with a uh, long-standing guest on the podcast, James and Harry. So let's just get straight into it, I think, right? I'm going to come to Harry, you first. The fact is you are a Tottenham fan. Tottenham have been included as part of these big six to join the Super League. From your heart, your honest opinion, what do you think? Mate, I am absolutely fuming. I can't even... Right, here's one thing that is a fair point. People are saying this is the day football died. This is the day that the rich took over. The money in football is already disgusting. Let's just establish that. I mean, yeah, I mean, let's not forget, right, that... The FIFA World Cup is being held in Qatar next year. Right. The fact this is not a case of in winter. This is, yeah, this is not the case that this is the first time money is being shown to be ruining football. But it's the fact. Yeah. Or Neymar. Sorry, Neymar having a two hundred twenty yeah. million pound transfer fee. Yeah. And you tell me money isn't football. But anyway, I th- I don't want to put down just the horrors of this experiment. Let's call it because this is taking it to a new level. The fact that. It's going to get rid of the magic of football. You were telling me that teams like Leicester or West Ham no longer will have this sort of opportunity as they once did uh, with a Champions League, for example. Or that you're going to run the Champions League without these clubs. This is ridiculous. This isn't helping the fans. And the fact that we are in the midst of a deadly global pandemic and that these clubs are doing such a thing for financial gain alone, I think is truly disgraceful. And it's so good to see all of the fans uniting against this awful idea. I 100% agree. I honestly, when I saw the news last night and was kind of following it on Twitter and the immediate reaction, I was honestly, and I still am, I'm literally raging. Because the cheek, right, of these clubs, after the last year, the economic turmoil, the fact that it took 12 months, right, it, you, there was a vaccine made for covid quicker than the time it took for the EFL and the Premier League to agree a bailout package of about thirty of about three hundred million pounds, which works out for League One and Two clubs, no more than a million pounds per club. Honestly, the fact it took them so long, yet they've just gone away and in this in the space of a few months and created a Super League where because basically they don't have the ability, right, to win the Champions League places on the pitch. They've gone fine. We'll just create our own league and and and, and play these top clubs ourselves. That, that is is literally for me one of the definitions of cheating. If you can't get there fairly, then you just buy your way there. That's not how it works. And you know what? The one thing I've been most happy with throughout all of this and all the reaction is how hard everyone has come down on this. All football fans, literally all the supporters clubs. The thing, I just. Honestly, I, in some ways I'm speechless because I can't actually believe that something like this is is they're trying to go ahead. James, what's your initial thoughts to it? I I don't think it's a great idea at all, really. Um, <laughs> like, I think it's probably what people would refer to as a as a bad idea. Yeah. Like <laughs> that. Like, why would you just go? Yeah, let's let's start our own league. Like, I don't really understand it. Like, why would they do it? Because they're selfish and they're money grubbers. That's all it is, isn't it? They they think that these... these. I mean, let's face it. Most of these owners are either billionaires or American. I mean, the Glazers at, uh, at, at, at Manchester United. 
Um, is it John Henry at, um, at Liverpool? I mean, Liverpool, everything that that club stands for, you'll never walk alone. The idea of a community and fans coming together, and yet they're literally disregarding any care for their communities in the world, any care for the football pyramid, and not just the direct direct fans of Liverpool, but the community around Liverpool with the other football league clubs, like Tranmere, for example. It just goes against everything that club has built and everything Manchester United has built. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? There is a quote by Matt Busby in Old Trafford right now where fans usually would sit saying football is nothing without the fans. And yet here we are... And they're literally caring nothing about the fans. They have not. It's not like right. They did a year-long cons- consultation with supporters clubs and things to say, look, we were thinking about doing this idea. What is your reaction? What would it take for you to support this idea? They've gone behind everybody's back and they've done it. It's just like Project Big Picture last year. Everybody thought that was done and that's out of the water. But we knew they'd come back harder and stronger. And the fact is, the condemnation and and what the Premier League are saying saying that they'll expel all the clubs saying um, from their domestic league, saying you can't play in the European Super League if you want to play in the Premier League. Harry, do you think that the, the kind of approach that the UEFA seems to be taking as well, saying that you'll be banned from international games, you'll be banned from FIFA World Cup, from the UA, from you know the UEFA um, you know, Euros or whatever, do you think that is the right step forward to even doing anything about it? And is it even going to do anything about it, Harry? Well, look, here's the thing. This is how I feel on that. Some people have come out saying, look, this is harsh on the players. This was the decision of the boards looking for that financial gain. Uh, This is a result of corporate greed, you might argue. Um, But I, I think it is correct for UEFA to come out pulling no punches, going in as hard as they possibly can, calling for bans, calling for sanctions, calling for fees, because... They want to essentially get rid of this before it can start. You know, um, they, they want to nip it in the bud. And I think that is the correct approach. And if players would still play for these clubs when they have done something, as I say, in the midst of a pandemic, which goes against, Jack, what you talked about, these values of being for the fans, you know, Manchester United being formed by workers or Liverpool being formed on socialist values. And then they go to this extent of greed. I think quite rightly... Uh, maybe players uh, could be banned in this situation. Do you know what? I'm going to come right out and say it, right, and and give you what I would do if these clubs genuinely decide that they will start this and they actually form this properly. Um, Because let's not forget, this is is right. They've signed up this agreement of intent, but it's only an agreement of intent. I know they've got a website and I know they're saying what they want to do, but the fact is this could be nipped in the bud very early on and... So what I'd do is, right, if I was the Premier League in FA and I had all the power in the world, I'd say, right, first of all, expelled from domestic leagues, domestic cup competitions, everything domestically expelled. Because if you want to do it, join a Super League, you're not having anything to do with us because you are ruining the football pyramid. Expelled yeah. from the there. Also, simply to cause the impact that it will to the players. And I know, right, it's it's harsh on players because these players, have, like you said, Harry, they've had no consultation in this. You're telling me... Harry Kane went to Daniel Levy's office and agreed to give up, almost risk his international career as England captain. You know his career, um, you know, to win the Euros this summer with England. I don't think, don't, I don't think so. You know, there's no way he was con- he was consulted on this. So I know it sounds harsh, 
but I think UEFA are doing the right competition. FIFA are doing the right thing. Ban all players from international games because what that would do, hopefully, would be create that force within the players and the player community and the player um, unions, if you like, and the players' association to say, look, I'm you know Marcus Rashford, I'm Harry Kane, I'm Sergio Aguero, I'm Kevin De Bruyne. We don't want anything to do with this if it's gonna you know interrupt our international careers. That needs to happen. Somebody, some player needs to stand up and say, we're not having this. And we've seen today, Ander Herrera coming out and condemning it, Dejan Lovren, Meza Ozil. But the fact is, they're not players in the Premier League. They're not players in one of these intended clubs. Ander Herrera, obviously part of PSG, I think still, um, who, funny enough, rejected the chance to join a Super League, which I don't think anybody saw coming. Um, but fair play to them, a lot of respect for them to that, as well as Dortmund and Bayern as well, who obviously rejected the opportunity. And Porto as well, which I saw this afternoon. Um, even Leipzig. Yeah, even, even Leipzig, Leipzig, who are owned by Red Bull, who are literally a franchise, rejected the chance to join a franchise yeah. league, which is just incredible. Um, but yeah, so I'd, I'd ban every club domestically. I'd ban every club, um, every all the players from taking part internationally. Um, I think actually... What the government um, has proposed today, the UK government has proposed today in a statement by Oliver Dowden in the House of Commons is actually um, is actually good. And Harry, Harry, I know you've not heard this yet, so you are kind of might get a live reaction to this. I'm ready. Um, so obviously the government is now officially formally triggering a fan-led review of football in its long-term future. That's very important because the word fan-led, I don't think, right, because the government did put this in their manifesto that they would have a review into football governments, governance. But the fact that it's now fan-led, I think, is more important. I think without this um, this Super League thing coming out, I don't think there would have been as much stress on fan on, on it being fan-led, but it's going to be fan-led. Um, the fact is the UK government has also said that um, the Premier League breakaway clubs could be hit by a windfall tax and a visa crackdown to stop them, um, and they would essentially be banned from foreign transfers if the government goes ahead with that threat of work visa crackdowns. Um, so they're the kind of main big things, a massive tax on the clubs and essentially banning baron, banning foreign players from joining their teams, um, you know, which for a club like City and a club like Liverpool and everything, that is literally like the biggest thing for them, you know, foreign investment and foreign players, the foreign stars. So the fact that you'd stop them would, would obviously have a massive impact. What do you think about that? I think we're going to go for the Brexit FC here. All the t- <laughs> full English teams. I think it's the only way. They have to come down hard, and I'm glad they have come down hard, um, both the government and FIFA in the Premier League. Harry, what do you make of those those proposals of a windfall tax and banning foreign foreign players players from you know being permitted work visas for f- those right. top six football clubs? My feeling is that my feeling is that okay, fe- maybe that could be a good idea to you know. Uh, over time reduce the amount of money spent on transfers and so on but my feeling also is that it doesn't go far enough with this particular issue we need to see fan ownership of clubs uh you know i i think jack we were speaking earlier about this 50 plus one percent rule which i think would be really important in making sure that the the supporters are put first and i'm not sure that you know slowly getting rid of foreign players is necessarily going to be beneficial i think what's more important is cracking down on these owners who frankly they don't understand or care about football they run the clubs as businesses not as football clubs and i think that the most important thing is stopping this now 
and making sure that it doesn't even get started. Oh, 100% agree. I mean, I'm just seeing now on Twitter, the Duke of Cambridge, who obviously is the chairman of the FA, um, he said, now more than ever, we must protect the entire football community from the top level to the grassroots and the values of competition and fairness at its core. I share the concerns of fans about the proposed Super League and the damage it risks causing to the game we love. Now, the fact is that this is going against the direct values of English football. And do you know why? Because they're not. Because they're American owners. Half of the people doing this are American owners. And I think, honestly, Daniel Levy, I think, has just jumped along for the ride. I don't honestly think he would have been a, a main you know, prospect of this. It's obviously Glazer. It's obviously um, Florentino Perez in, in Real Madrid, who they've appointed chairman of this league, who, let's not forget, at Real Madrid basically made rules, so it made it impossible for him to be removed as chairman of the Real Madrid board. I mean... There is no democracy within these within these clubs and this ownership. And you're right, Harry. The idea of a 51 plus ownership. Now, personally, right, I'm not. I'm I'm unsure on that style of ownership because I still think you know, the idea of of private ownership can often take a club further than maybe a, a fan a, a fan majority owned football club because I think sometimes fans do get too protectionist. And sometimes I do think they they would go and they go ahead and reject investment, which would have done better and beneficially for their club. However, when when you see these top clubs and you see these owners do what they're doing, you can't argue against the idea that this wouldn't happen if that was the if you know if the fifty plus one rule was the case. I and agree. It's, and, and it's why and it's why the German clubs aren't involved because they are fifty plus one out fifty plus one you know majority owned by fans, and so. Those fans have straight up said no because this is cheating. This destroys the value of values of competitive uh, competitiveness, and this is completely against everything we stand for as a club. Yeah, I agree. And um, ultimately, you know, Jack, you mentioned that a floor could be less private investment, so clubs can't go further. Uh, you know, maybe that's a fair point. But what I would say to that is, what is more important? Is it actually furthering your club? Or is it making sure that we protect the English pyramid? Because for me, I would rather they were fan owned and clubs had to um, ascend through without, you know, massive amounts of private investment than have said private investment and let it lead to the horror show that is the European Super League. I think that when private investment in this way has been allowed to just overtake the entire sport, we are seeing this is kind of the, the end result when the greed uh, of the owners just takes over. And I think that would be why I would suggest that the 50 plus 1% rule could be very beneficial. I mean, as you say, in Germany, they have such a rule and there are no German clubs in this league. And, do you know, some of that might be because they recognise that under that set of fan ownership rules, that would be very unlikely it would be accepted. And so I think absolutely something of that sort would be a very good solution. Right, let's just focus a little bit on the on the competition format. So the idea is that there's 20 participating clubs with 15 founding clubs and a qualifying, mechan and a qualifying mechanism for a further five teams to qualify annually based on achievements in the prior season. Let's just take that first point, right, and look at that. 15 founding clubs that cannot be relegated or removed from this competition. 15. 15. What is the point of having a league and doing it in a league system, James, 
if you can't even be relegated, if those 15 can't even be relegated, where is the competitiveness in that competition? Uh, it's not. If, if you're going to have a league, at least make it how a league works. Yeah, so at least you'd, you'd think, wouldn't you, James, that uh, they would actually say, okay, the top three, whoever they are, will be relegated. The bottom three, say, whoever they are, will be relegated from the league and, will, and you know, whatever. Can you imagine if they did that with the Premier League? Like, we still had Notts County in there. Honestly, it's such a stupid idea, Harry. What do you make of it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, just the lack of competition is also, what I referred to earlier, is one of the biggest problems in that it totally removes the magic of football. You're telling me there are 15 founding teams, okay, and they can't be relegated from this from this competition. And where is going to be the window for merit? Where is going to be the window for uh, a sensational season from an underdog team to come in and face the top teams on the biggest world stage? This is what we love about football. We love the underdog stories. We love Leicester winning the Premier League and qualifying for the Champions League. And the truth is, all this does is act as a financial ring for the big boys and keep the magic out of football. I mean, you know, and you know, three point three and a half billion pounds by JP Morgan is being invested into this. Those clubs will receive, I think it's what is it, three hundred and fifty million pounds or something. These 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 founding clubs will receive three hundred million pounds to start off with. Arsenal, who let's bear in mind are nowhere near Champions League or European places in the Premier League, who had to lay off staff earlier in the year, laid off Gunnosaurus because they couldn't afford and now they're just jumping at the chance for all this money and and there's no way that they would re-employ those staff there's no way that they would actually do something which would benefit their community because it's clear with Stan Kroenke and I don't want to generalize with the whole of Arsenal football club because I'm sure they you know they none of their fans have supported this and a lot of the staff at Arsenal will not support this proposal. But Stan Kroenke, who's going to become one of the vice chairmen of this Super League, it's clear he only cares about You're one thing. You're kidding me. Yeah, it's clear he only cares about one thing. And the idea of... They they think in this, in this press statement last night that they can compete in their respective national leagues. When every one of the national leagues specifically has rules around not being able to compete in some kind of Super League and break away from the league in a format. But do you know what, right? I think it was honestly best summed up. I'd like to get your thoughts on this. From James Sharp, okay, on Twitter. Go check him out at the Sharp End. This is what he tweeted last night after finding out the news. Never dream, never hope, know your place. If you're out, you can never get in, no matter how well you build. If you're in, you can never miss out, no matter how much you have failed. The European Super League message is as clear as ever. Five of you can get in the Super League, just five, from across the continent, and the rest of us, from three countries, even if we're ninth in, the own, in our own league, even if we've won one trophy in 22 years, even if we're relegated, we'll never leave. The rest of you can just fight amongst yourself. I mean, that is it, isn't it? Arsenal could get relegated to the Championship, get relegated to League One, and they wouldn't leave the Super League. What the... Honestly, what the fuck? Absolutely. It's just it's just wrong. Like, this is exactly the main point that I think 
all football fans should champion is that this is getting rid of the magic. This is like some kind of archaic segregation law where it's like, oh, you can't come in because we've got our little gentleman's club. Yeah, it literally is. It's a pay to it's a pay to enter. It's not even a pay to enter. It's a, it's a get pay to join all, all exclusive members club for those who may have won a trophy at some point in their life. I mean, Spurs haven't won a trophy in God knows how many years, <laughs> Harry. Liverpool no. only just won the Premier League for the first time since its inception in 1992. I mean, for Christ, you know, I heard this Liverpool fan um on, on Talk Sport, and do you know what? Laura Woods put him down fantastic. He was going, Oh, yeah, this is what you want from football. You know, you want to go to all the top clubs. I want to go to all the Juventus. I want to go to Turin oh. every week. I want to go to Madrid every week. And she was like, Well, it's nice you can afford that. But the fact is, that's not what football is about. He, she said to him, So you think Liverpool winning one trophy last year just means, Oh, yeah, that's it. Right, scrap everyone else off. Scrap everyone else off with the chance of, of doing it. You know, we, we've won it now. We're all right. It's not. It can't be. I'm all right, Tom. It just can't be. This it, is exactly it. And you know, as I said earlier, the money in football is already disgusting. You know, I'm a Spurs fan. I see this firsthand. It's so hard for me to be able to afford to go to a game, and for so many others, it's equally or even more difficult for them to go to a game. And this is just take it to a new level. And this is my issue with that. And that guy, he's clapped. He has no idea what he's talking about. In the words of Didier Drogba, it's a fucking disgrace, honestly. <laughs> right, James, let me get you this this reaction from Joel Glazer. This is what he said yesterday. By bringing together the world's greatest clubs and players to play each other, the Super League will open a new chapter for European football, ensuring world-class competition and facilities and increase financial support for the wider football pyramid. Is that the, load of biggest, is that the biggest load of bollocks you've ever heard? It's just not going to bring money to the smaller clubs in any way. It's actually insulting to use the word increased financial support for the wider football pyramid. Oh, it's increased financial support for your own pockets, Mr. Glazer, but not actually for any football league. You're telling me that Derby, Hull, Peterborough, Accrington Stanley are going to have any slight see of that money, any sight of that money, no chance. Absolutely no chance. And then today, Tottenham, in almost... And Daniel Levy, and he claims that it's because of his poor performances. But it seems a little bit convenient, doesn't it, Harry? That this morning, when all the focus, all the media, all the all the fans even, we've seen fans protesting outside Liverpool today, really going in hard on this idea. Tottenham is almost a way to try and distract from the problem. Go and sack Mourinho. Oh, I... I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm, I'm fuming because you're absolutely spot on. This was the timing of this is crucial. This was, oh, look, we're in shit. Everyone despises this. We've made an awful decision. Let's pin all the attention on Jose and sack him right now today. OK, yeah, it's true. We've had some terrible performances, especially, you know, since the start of the new year. I can absolutely agree to that. Is part of that Jose's fault? Probably. But to sack him now, today, after this announcement had just been made. When you've literally got a League Cup final. Disgrace. Let's not forget you've got a League Cup final at the end of this week. Yeah. No, I, I don't get it. I don't. I mean, I do. It's for all the wrong reasons. But, you know, if you wanted the best for the football club, which he obviously doesn't, then you would keep him on. It's actually hilarious. Daniel Levy, when Jose Mourinho joined, was so happy that he's got this. He'd, you know, you'd moved into your new stadium. You'd got that world-class winning manager 
to do that. And Eves was like, we'll give him time to build the squad yeah. eventually. Well, that's that's a load of bollocks, obviously, wasn't it? Because you've given him 17 months. And the fact is, Daniel Levy doesn't like to get money out of his pocket. He likes to put money in his pocket, as seen by joining the Super League. But he doesn't like yeah. to get money out of his pocket. The fact is, it's not just Mourinho's fault that Tottenham are where they are. The fact is, they need a big, a big, a big squad, a squad overhaul. Let's not deny that, OK? The fact yeah. is, but the two and two... Jose Mourinho and that squad overhaul had to go hand in hand if Tottenham really were to get some success in the next few years. But Daniel Levy has just gone for the quick option, the cheating option, in my opinion, and and just gone right. We'll join the Super League, and that, that's has. the way. That's the way we'll. We can't. It's not right in his mind, obviously, that to play the big clubs you ought to deserve it. Oh no. Oh no, it's not like Leicester should have been playing Juventus possibly in the Champions League next season. No, they don't deserve it, even though they've been absolutely fantastic and shown. It's not even West Ham, who have been one of the biggest surprises this season, who deserve to be playing at Real Madrid on a Tuesday night. No, that that, that they don't deserve it. The team that finished 8th in the Premier League, they deserve it. Mate, it would be so weird if, as you say, um, with these top clubs... Uh, joining the Super League, they got some sort of points deduction. I'm watching Gilfie Sigurdsson lift the Premier League trophy. Like, <laughs> just the repercussions of this need to be strong, though. Mm. It's true. And, um, I mean, for, for my club, for Spurs, you know, um, you know, I feel really uh, apathetic now. I feel uh, totally uh, away from my club. I feel like I don't want to support them today. And, you know... If Jose had been sacked last week, I would have been so interested in who we're going to bring in. Are we getting Nailsman? Are we going to try and get Rogers out of Leicester? You know, or Hasenhutl or but, someone like that. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely, Ralph. You know, but instead, I'm sitting here thinking, do you know what? I don't care because this was just a dirty tactic to get us away from the disgusting news. Mm. Now, James, let me let me ask you this question, okay? If say you're a fan, and I ask you to you as well, Harry. If you're a fan against the Super League and you're a fan of one of those involved clubs, surely a boycott from from the fans of those clubs is the only way to get your own message across. But what I want to ask is, what does a boycott look like? Is it no financial contribution, so no buying merchandise, no buying tickets? But also, I think it's got to show a bigger message and actually be no interaction with their social media accounts. You can't give them the attention because this is what they think. Oh, all the attention in the world... But the fact is, fans need to not give these clubs any attention and not give these clubs any financial contribution, James. I completely agree with that. Like, my dad is a Liverpool fan. And I was talking to him about this last night when the news was announced. And he was saying that he's not going to buy a Liverpool top next year. Mm. And the fact is, all it takes, James, is, you know, two million, say, of your dad to really show them that this this isn't this is not on. Yeah, I'm just looking at a poll now on are you in favour of the European Super League? <laughs> and can I guess how many said yes? One percent, two percent. I'm, I'm going to go for sixteen percent. Eleven percent to eighty nine percent no. So a resounding no. A very resounding. A very re- resounding no. But this is it. There's so many questions around this, and this is obviously we will find out more details in in the in the weeks to come, and hopefully we find out a no. But the fact is, I just think right. I'm just going to look at this, and the fact that they've already created a logo, they've already created a website, they've signed this letter of intent. Harry, 
Are we really going to stop this? Do you know what? We can stop this. If we act now. This is the thing. What I think can stop this, Jack, is as you say, things like boycotts, such as I will not be watching the games, actually. I will not be obviously buying merchandise or anything like that. And if there's any interaction, you know, with the social media, make it negative. You know, this massive negativity towards, you know, my club and lots of the other clubs is going to be huge if there is going to be some sort of realisation at the top level that this is going to push them away. But also, um, I would say, again, the government needs to look at a 50 plus 1% rule. And also, the big players for these teams must speak now. I'm talking Marcus Rashford. You know, we've seen what he's done with the free school meals. He talks about things on a, on a bigger level than just football. And this is about so much more than football. This is about just the, the vision. It's part, it's a fragment of the financial inequalities that we see on a daily basis just being manifested in this horrific idea. When you see Harry Kane, you know, the captain of England, we need to see Sterling, we need to see all these players coming out speaking out against this with a fan boycott and action taken from the Spanish, Italian and British governments. No, I completely agree. James, any final thoughts? Uh, no, I, I just have to second everything what Harry just said there, really. We need people to stand up for him and go, look, we don't want this. This isn't what football stands for. And unless I do that, I think we'll be stuck with this European Super League for years to come. I'll leave you with this. The fact is, the Premier League in the FA... The FIFA, UEFA need to take action now. They need to be serious in their intent to ban players from international tournaments, to ban these clubs from playing in their domestic leagues. The fact is it takes a lot and something specially disgraceful to unite possibly every football supporter and every politician in England, and not just England, but across Europe. The announcement of the Super League has done that. Greed is at the heart of this pure and simple. Thank you for listening to the Football Natter. My name's Jack Carson. I've been joined by Harry Padawan and James Wildboar. Goodbye.